Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Alrighty, my motivational quote today is by Jim Rohn, and it says, If you are not willing to risk the usual, you will have to settle for the ordinary. Everybody seems to be talking about branding, but what does it really mean? And beyond the consistent tagline and logo, which all of us businesses have, do you ever know where to begin branding your business effectively to actually improve your bottom line results? You know your business inside and out, but what about getting the word out about what makes your business actually unique? Today we have an expert guest, Jessica Rhodes, who's going to help us look at how we approach branding and marketing using, and I think it's a relatively new form of branding, and it's called podcasting, to give a voice to your business and actually try to help you stand out in that crowd. Jessica is the founder and CEO of InterviewConnections.com, the premier guest booking agency for podcasters and guest experts, and she is an acclaimed author of Interview Connections, How to Rock the Podcast from Both Sides of the Mic, which I've read and it's worth the read, everybody. And Jessica, Jessica helps her viewers rock the podcast from both sides of the mic. She hosts and also co-hosts three podcasts, Roads to Success, the podcast producer, and the parenting roads. Jessica knows the podcast industry. She's a sought-after speaker on the power of podcasting interviews. She speaks regularly at Dream Business Academy and has shared the stage with top podcasters at Podcaster Movement. So, Jessica, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for having me on again, Connie. Yeah, I love it. We did a, a another show, everybody. So please go back and listen to that because it had some tremendous content that if you are trying to be a guest or start a podcast, again, there was tremendous information in the first show. So again, thanks, Jess. Um, all right, yeah. so let, let's start with why should business owners be interviewed on podcasts so that they could start to formalize their brand? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's half the reason right there. <laughs> Definitely formalizing your brand. I think the power of being a guest on podcasts all goes back to the relationships that come out of the interviews um, that people do. So, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, I'll get interviewed on podcasts. I'm getting interviewed in the media. I'm going to be in front of a lot of people. And there's definitely value in getting that exposure and there's value in getting exposure to a new audience. But the biggest ROI that I see guests getting from podcasts is the relationship that they form with the host of the show. So if you have a service business or I mean, even if you're selling, you know, like a digital product or something like that, um, clients and customers are going to purchase from you because they feel like they know you, they feel like they like you and they trust you. And when you get interviewed on a podcast, you are really starting and building a relationship with another entrepreneur in your industry. I mean, chances are when you're getting interviewed, you're going on shows that are also in your target market. Like if you're a business business owner talking about marketing or business, you're going on business shows, and the host of that podcast is probably also in a similar line of business or something kind of complimentary. So the host may become a client of yours or they might refer people to you. Um, so I know I, you know, if I interview somebody that has a course about how to do interviews on podcasts, I'm going to be much more likely to refer my clients to work with them than somebody that I've never met before and maybe just has a flashy sales page. People refer people to 
you know, service providers that they know and that they trust. And that trust comes from doing podcast interviews most of the time. And, you know, I have to tell you, having this podcast, I've had, you know, guests from all over the world, authors from all over the world. And it's funny that I have them on multiple times because, you know, over a period of time, because we build that relationship, that trust, and it, it creates a great show for me on my end. The second piece of it, I've received business from the podcast, which is just really kind of cool because that was never, was never really my intent. You know, my intent was to market myself more effectively and to have um, uh, people get to know me really personally because we you talk about personal stuff as well and use examples. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, you're exactly right, I've referred... Um, books in, uh, when I do my training, uh, Jessica, with clients and I, I do my specialty is sales, service, uh, presentation skills, all that kind of stuff. And there's certain books that I will recommend to the participants saying, uh, example is when I do my business development networking. I had an author on who wrote a book about connections and going out and networking and how to become a, a networking queen or king. And in classes, I've said, I really think you need to read this book. And I've had clients buy the books for their teens to read them. So it, it definitely the relationship, I think, is key. But here's the thing, I think, I think what you're saying also, Jessica, is that podcasting is another way for you to sell yourself so that people get to know you on that real, it's a very intimate thing and it's a very personal thing, right. I think. Yeah, absolutely. You do get to sell yourself with your personality. Um, you know, it's anything down to like your accent or like your regional dialect. I know it's really small and silly, but people will be attracted to those that they kind of feel like they know a little bit. And, you know, for me, like if I'm talking really fast, my mid-Atlantic accent comes out. And I feel like you might have that too, Connie. Where are you from? Uh, New Jersey, born and raised. I'm a Jersey yeah. girl. Okay. So I'm born and raised outside Philly. So like we connect because we're both like probably a little bit edgy Northeast people or mm -hmm. East Coasters. And so when you hear people with kind of like a similar dialect, oh yeah, kind of like no, you know, I understand their, their vibe and their personality. And you get that from listening to a podcast. And I was talking to someone about, you know, the difference between maybe videos and podcasts because videos are great because you also have, you have their voice, but you can also see them. Yeah. But think about it. If you're watching TV and you close your eyes, you suddenly, you can hear better because you're just focusing your sense on what you're listening to. So it's kind of like an intimate way of consuming content because you're not being distracted by what you're looking at um, and you're, you get people in your ear. So people walk away from podcasts feeling like they're friends with the host. They feel like they know the guest. I mean, I just hired a coach. I spent a lot of money on someone I had never met before, but I had listened to her podcast for like two years and I felt like I knew her. I was like, oh man, I know her so well. I know she can help me. And that just doesn't happen as much with like blogs and videos. So podcasts are, it's a really, you know, powerful way to, to get clients and to relate to people. And it's funny, I, I had a speaking event last year in Florida. Now listen to me, I'm a Jersey girl, right? So I, I get up and I did my I got up in front of the audience. Well later on, you know, let's face it, Florida has a lot of the metropolitan, New York metropolitan area. And a group of these women came over to me and we go, We loved it. As soon as you got up, she 
She's our kind of people. She's from the Jersey, New York area. <laughs> yes. And it's just, I giggled and I said, yeah, I know. I definitely have a Jersey accent. That, you know, I, I yeah. try to work on softening my edges. Yeah. Uh, but it is what it is. So I just, I giggled at that because a group of women were like, well, you are our kind of people. So it's kind of funny. The other thing I want to comment about, you know, you listened to this woman for two years. You felt like you knew her. Mm -hmm. um, you and I both have a very, very high energy. And yeah. The other thing I think people feel our vibration and energy through the podcast, even though, like, I'm, my hands are moving right now as I'm speaking, right? No one could see that, yep. certainly. But that amplifies my energy when I'm communicating, and I do use my hands mm -hmm. to speak. So I think people feel your message in addition, maybe more intensely than if they see you. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. But this also like gets into a conversation around how to actually be a good guest or be a good host on a podcast because it takes skill to be able to engage people when there's only audio, when you don't have those, you know, hand gestures. I mean, a lot of people when they go on the podcast or if they're talking on the phone, like they're just really monotone and that oh, yeah. doesn't engage listeners. Like you really have to think about what you're going to say. You have to work on not saying crutch words. Like you have to have a specific kind of energy when you're speaking on a podcast to actually get listeners to be interested because it's really, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I have these podcasts that I will listen to where I don't actually pay attention to what they're saying, but it's kind of like white noise. And you don't want to mm -hmm. be white noise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's exactly a place right. for them, but I'd rather people pay attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's sad? And I, I teach presentation skills, right? And I've done it from executives, you know, down the line to, to sales, you know, front, front line uh, salespeople. And the number of tick words, I, 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 you used the phrase, I call them tick words. You, you said use something crutch else. words crutch words crutch thank words. you Those yeah like words. Uh, um, um but um likes you knows right you know people say right like a million times after every sentence we really need to get control of that especially as mm -hmm. entrepreneurs as well because when you're in front of clients i'm sorry when you start yeah. using those filler words those tick words they start listening yeah. to the tick words and they're really not listening yeah. to your message yeah and, exactly. and on the podcast i think it's even more important because all they hear is the, the voice. You don't want it, the ums mm -hmm. and the bums. All right, next question. So yeah. I, hope, I hope everybody listening is going, yeah, yeah, this sounds cool. Yeah, I want to get my message out. <laughs> I want people to get to know me. What, yeah. steps, what steps can entrepreneurs and even businesses, like a marketing division of a business, take to position themselves as a celebrity expert in their niche? I mean, the first thing is just kind of looking, um, taking a step back and looking at your online presence. And, you know, for some people, if you've really built up a great business without doing much online marketing, which I can totally re relate to, because a lot of my best clients I get from going to conferences, like it doesn't really have yeah. as much to do with my online marketing. So yeah. maybe you're somebody that you have a successful business, you've got a lot of clients, but your website kind of sucks. Well, if you want to start getting featured on podcasts, Honestly, you just you need a good-looking website. You need a good online presence because as unfair as you might think it is, podcasters are going to judge you off of that first impression. And if you have a website that looks like it was designed in 1999, they're going to think you haven't done anything in 20 years. <laughs> so 
you know, it's really important that you do invest a little bit in having a clean online presence. Um, anything down from like what photo are you using on social media? Do you have contact information on your website? Like is it easy for people to reach out to you? Is your bio on your website? Do you have, you know, a press page or a speaker page that shows what you're an expert in? Are you creating content? You know, are you writing blog posts or doing videos just demonstrating your expertise? You know, I, I've occasionally, like if I post saying that I'm on Facebook looking for a specific kind of expert, the people that just say, yeah, I'm an expert in that, but they don't have anything to back it up, I have no interest in booking them because I need to demonstrate to my client that they are actually an expert. Actually, a lot of my clients will say, do you have an, an interview example of when they've talked about this? And so if you've never been interviewed before, my recommendation is to do some videos or just record some of your own podcasts. You can even just record audio uh, you know, and put it up on your website as an MP3, just something where people can hear you speaking. Because if you can't prove to podcasters that you are a good speaker, that you can communicate verbally, confidently, then it's really hard to get booked as a guest on podcasts. So I would work to get get some speaking, um, get a speaking reel, or just get some videos online that demonstrates your expertise. And again, looking at that whole online presence, when people click through from your website to your social media profiles, making sure all the links are working. I mean, you would be surprised, Connie. I find a lot of websites where I click on the Facebook link and it just goes to like facebook.com and it doesn't oh. go to there. I'm like, okay, it's the little things, but you'd be surprised. Like some of the, some very successful people are, there's things like that missing and that, really makes it hard to book someone. So you want to kind of be a secret shopper in your own business and say, if I was somebody that didn't know me and I was going to my website for the first time, what would I think of myself? And you know, it's interesting, the other piece of it, and I'm sure this has happened to you too, Jessica, uh, because of the podcast, I've been doing it, August will be three years. So I keep doing it because the benefits are benefits I never thought would happen. Um, you know, we have mm -hmm. sponsors. I have authors that want to come on that are willing to pay um, for their, that's their marketing budget and things like that. So, which never in a million years did I think it would be a little, and it's a little revenue stream, but you know what, every mm -hmm. little bit helps. The other yeah. thing is the opportunities that people have approached me. I've, uh, I belong to an international advisory council that I was referred by somebody who came on my podcast. She had her own podcast she belonged to this she's from Canada um, she mm -hmm. reached out uh, to the a woman in India who runs it and now all of a sudden I'm a part of this advisory council then through that I met yeah. another woman at a networking event she and I did a show she's like oh my god I belong to this other international advisory group you really need to they're gonna love you I'm gonna send them the link to your show I'll wait till they hear you oh my god you're like the perfect fit so it, it's funny how opportunities present mm -hmm. themselves because that you have this media platform that all, all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, they're an expert. Oh, yeah. And I think I am, but I am. But mm -hmm. you don't think about that because we look at self and then the little record player plays saying, yeah, you're not good enough or oh, they might not like you or they might not like your Jersey accent or whatever it is. And really, really, I can't tell you the number of doors that have opened because of the podcast and that was never my intent. It's just such a beautiful by, it's just such a beautiful byproduct and I'm so grateful that the person who approached me, and let me just share this last thing before we take a break, 
the um, owner of the webtalkradio.net platform approached me, sent an email. He had done research, you know, found that my, I, my blogs, my Facebook, my, my website, I have videos, etc. And he approached me and said, I think you'd be great at this. You know, are you interested in using us as a platform? First thought, Jess, was, Oh, it's got to be a scam. Who would be who would be vetting me to do? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So that negative record player, mm -hmm. net net. Almost three years later, look at the byproduct of it. And again, it was because of my website, my Facebook, mm -hmm. my LinkedIn, and then my blogs that I had a social media. Uh, I guess presence that I, I again I did it because you're a business you got to do it but the yeah. byproduct of it is is exponential. So again, the podcast yeah. has been a beautiful addition to my social mm -hmm. media platforms yeah so I love everything you're saying and I hope businesses stop being afraid to do something they've never done and just challenge your comfort zone man and go and just do it you know it doesn't have to be perfect it just has to show you and I think that's real important yeah absolutely yeah all right let's take a really quick break then when we come back I know people are saying ah but if I do a podcast how do I find people so I really want to talk about that and really truly the ease of of doing that so let's take a quick break a speaker has little value to an audience unless you the listener is motivated and empowered to change Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. We are back. We are speaking with Jessica Rhodes, expert about podcasting and really creating a, a wonderful online presence for business owners, but even for marketing uh, experts or marketing people who work for a company. So, Jess, the next question. So, mm -hmm. all right, I have this podcast. Yikes. How do I get people to be as guests on the show? Okay, so we kind of want to just mirror everything that we talked about in the first half. Now, I would say the first thing is you want to get clear on why someone would want to be a guest on your show, like what are they going to get out of it, um, and being clear, you know, to get it, somebody to be a guest on your show, you have to confidently communicate what your show is about, who your listeners are, and honestly, just basic logistics of what they need to do to be on the show. Like, is it going to be on Skype? Is it going to be on the phone? How long is the interview going to be? What do, do they have to prepare something in advance? Or is it going to be free-flowing conversation? When you're requesting a guest to be on your podcast, make sure that your request is personal enough that they don't feel like they're being spammed. <laughs> you know, as you said before, if I was requested to be a guest on someone's show a while ago, and the email just seemed like it was such a template. It seemed like she had used the same template for all these people that I honestly replied and I said, did you really mean to request me? Or is this just something you're sending out to like 500 people and seeing wow. your bites? 
And she's like, no, I really want to interview you. I heard about you from this person, and I want to talk about this. I'm like, great. You should have put that in the email, so I thought you actually wanted to interview me. So, you know, make the email personal enough, and then depending on who you're reaching out to, like if it's somebody that gets interviewed a lot or they've been interviewed a few times, they kind of know the drill. Like you don't have to say, my podcast is an on-demand radio show that's on iTunes, and I was featured in New and Noteworthy. Like you don't have to tell them all that. You can just say, hey, I'd love to interview you on my podcast to talk about X, Y, Z, and this is why I'm, you know, like what you have to say, and this is these are who my listeners are, and, um, you know, we can schedule it at a time that's convenient for you, or if you've got, like, a set day and time that you do, like, a live show, you can say, here are my next available dates or something like that. So it's going to depend on what your show is and what the deal is, but I would say just communicate who the target audience is and what the topic is that you want them to talk about in an interview so they know if it's going to be aligned with kind of what their focus is at that time. And you know what's funny too, Jeff? The, the population out there of entrepreneurs, new authors, new books coming out, etc., they want to be on these shows because it's uh, the more podcasts they do, I have a friend who's, again, I met her through the, the podcast, which is so funny. They found mm-hmm. me for Googling. She had written a book up in BC, Canada, and I popped up. The irony of this is she's a spiritual kind of person. I don't know why I showed up because my mine is a business platform. But anyway, mm-hmm. the, 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 the stars were in alignment. They find me. Uh, come up, we've become very good friends. Uh, we have family mm-hmm. in Canada, et cetera, et cetera, and we've become good friends. And every time she did a podcast, the Amazon uh, or Google, whatever it is, rating mm-hmm. kept creeping up. So authors, they're, they're out there, uh, you know, yeah. just, there, there's a million ways to find people who want to be on the shows because it helps them advertise whatever their product mm-hmm. is or whatever their you know new book etc so and also mm-hmm. just let's also share that there's folks like you tell people what you do to help sure. promote podcasters because it's not as hard as people think yeah you're, so you're a great resource business. Yeah, thank you. My business is interviewconnections.com. We're the leading guest booking agency for podcasters and guest experts. So we work with podcasters. We find and book great guests for their show. And then we also work with entrepreneurs who want to be a guest on podcasts. We find podcasts in their target market. We pitch them to the podcast. And we can also schedule and prepare them for the interviews. So we're really bringing people together for interviews that will lead to quality relationships and great connections in business. Um, and we take care of the pitching and, and representation um, as the interviews get booked. Yeah, so if somebody's nervous about reaching out to someone, you're again a beautiful resource to help them do that. As a matter of fact, our last show, you and I chatted a few minutes after we stopped recording, and you sent me um, uh, Matt Miller, right? Was it Matt Miller? Uh, Mark Miller. Mark Miller. And he and I ended up doing a show. So uh, there's so many resources out there. It doesn't have to be as difficult as people think to get it going. And I'll just share a funny story. At the beginning, when I first started, I was like, oh, crap. You know, I, what did I know? I knew Netflix only. I wonder who I should have on. So I started inviting my local, get, local guests, local experts on topics that were business-related. And oftentimes it was clients or it was colleagues that I'd met in networking events, etc. So it, you know, you don't have to start with 
um, you know, these great international authors. I certainly didn't start mm -hmm. that way. So, and then you have a resource like Jessica who can get you folks as well. So it, it's, I think, I have to be honest, when I first started, Jessica, that was my hardest thing. I'm like, I said to my husband, oh, my God, who am I going to get to be on the show? And I, I go, yeah. I know what I know, right? I know sales. I know presentation. Yeah. I know this. But how do I find people? And you know what the, the irony is? They find you because people right. want to advertise their wares. So it's really kind of cool. Right. All right, next, next big question. So now they're thinking, oh, mm -hmm. how do I fit this in? It's another thing to fit in. How can you monetize a podcast, again, even if you have a relatively small audience? Yeah, I mean, you can monetize a podcast directly with advertisers or indirectly by marketing uh, your business. And I would say marketing your business is probably the smartest uh, strategy for most of your listeners, for business owners, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, at the end of the day, the money that I would make on an advertiser on my podcast is going to be a lot less than driving listeners to become clients of my core business. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I would say focus on producing a show that clearly relates to what you do in your business, provide a lot of free and valuable content, do interviews with people that would be great connections for your business. Maybe you interview people that would be ideal clients of yours and ultimately drive them to what you do, um, you know, with short commercials or just a really clear call to action about what you do in your business. Um, so when they need you, they know how to contact you, but really focus on a high quality engaging show that teaches your ideal clients what they need to know. Um, you can get sponsors and advertisers. I know a lot of podcasters will do affiliate marketing where they'll, you know, advertise, they'll be an affiliate of like Amazon or audible.com and they'll, you know, get a little bit of money that that way, I would say unless you have a really big engaged audience, you're basically going to make pennies doing that. Uh, but you could get an advertiser. I mean, it just takes some sales skills and a clear target audience and a quality show to get a business to pay you to advertise for them. So it's definitely not out of the question, but you, you have to focus on a high-quality podcast. You have to be really clear about who your target audience is, and you have to demonstrate that you know who that target audience is by producing content that clearly speaks to that audience. Um, otherwise, it's unclear to a potential advertiser what kind of value they would get out of being an advertiser. Yeah, your your yeah your content has to be in line with and like my show is Architect of Change, so all the content is changing something. So here we're talking mm -hmm. about branding, right? How do I how do I create a quality brand? What do I need to change that I'm doing now mm -hmm. to create that? So whether we're mm -hmm. talking on a personal side or a business side, you have to change something to create that mm -hmm. new and improved website, that new and improved podcast, that new and improved um, you know visual. And when I stand up and speak. Mm -hmm. uh, so there always has to be value. The other thing you said, which I know people scoff at this when, when they hear mm -hmm. this, and that's the free content, Jessica. Uh, mm -hmm. People think, well, I'm not giving away my stuff for free. You'd be amazed at when you give free content and people realize, oh, my God, I love what she just said, or I love what he just said, or oh, that makes so much sense, or I need to do that. That's mm -hmm. when they reach out to you to say, all right, I totally understand the concept. How do I do that? And then you become the expert in that field that they reach out to you, and that's how you generate uh, additional business and revenue because your target market is the people who you want to do business with, and they want to do business with you because you've just differentiated yourself from all the other 
you know, for me, sales vendors, right? I differentiate mm -hmm. myself from all the other sales vendors by providing that free content or ideas or tips or whatever it is, or having guests like you who are providing mm -hmm. this valuable content and resource of information to do this or that, whatever, to achieve the outcome that mm -hmm. we're, we're discussing today. So, you know, people right. freak out when they hear give away your free content you know, the more you give, the more you receive. And I, I know you've experienced that as well, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're afraid to give free content, that you might not have enough content to go around. Like, you should give away so much content that people say, wow, if she's giving away all of this for free, I wonder what I would get by paying to work with her. Um, so I would definitely look at, if you're afraid to give away your content for free, then you should probably check your mindset and see if you actually have about a valuable service or product to offer people, you know. So it, it, it's funny. I hired yeah. um, a video coach because I want to do some. I want to create some digital products, um, you know, sales to help people who their company might not be willing to spend money, but the individual is seeking their own personal development. So I want to start creating these mm -hmm. digital products. So I hired a video coach because I said I know how to get up in front of a room and speak and energize them and teach them and and make them feel exactly what mm -hmm. they need to do. So when they walk out, they know what to do. So I I, I went to a networking event. This person was a speaker and I went up to her after and I said I know how to fill a room with my energy how do I shrink that into a digital format and she ended up coaching mm -hmm. me and I thought, this was struck me so funny she said um well, do you need help with your content? And I said, no. Why would I need your help with my content? That's, that's, I have 16 years, really I have 33 years of experience, but I have 16 mm -hmm. years of business. I probably have 50 different programs I've developed of content. I said, the problem is which content <laughs> do I choose from? Because I have yeah. so much already created. So that's funny that you mm -hmm. say that, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's, so much information to go around and there's I mean if here's the thing if you are speaking on a topic that you don't think you could talk about for hours on end without stopping you might <laughs> yeah. be in the wrong business like you have to be able to talk about your topic for in like hours upon hours upon hours I saw somebody speak and um, and she didn't like prepare how long her presentation was. And after 20 minutes, she's like, oh, wow, I went through that really fast. And she was just out of stuff to say. And I'm like, oh, girl, you're in the wrong business if you can't just keep talking without notes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It's a harsh reality, but, you know, you got to be able to talk and talk and talk about your topic. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's the free content. We have so much. Trust me, Jessica, I have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> I never had out of things to talk about. The other funny thing, too, is um, I, I talk to people, random people, right? And um, example, a, a mom of uh, my kids play hockey, right? We're at a, a, a hockey game. And it was right after Sandy, and my area got devastated mm -hmm. after Sandy. A lot of people lost their homes, et cetera. It's so one business. Her daughter was a hairdresser, and the business was flooded, and the man did not have the money to reopen the doors. So, she, so the kid is out of, out of work. So the mother says, oh, I don't know what she's going to do, and nobody's hiring. So I say to her, well, she's still a hairdresser, right? She still has the skill. She's like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, nobody's hiring. I said, so doesn't she have her client list that used to go to that facility? I go, they still yeah. need a haircut. I said, why doesn't right. she just go on the road? I said, until yeah, she the people can find people don't disappear. Yeah, and she looked at me like a deer in headlights. She goes, 
Oh my God, that's a brilliant idea. I said, man, I'm always sick of sales. If you give me a problem, I'll tell you how to sell it or how to make money from it. The skill is there. It's all like that, right? (laughs) Isn't that funny? But she looked at me and said, oh my God, you're brilliant. I said, trust me, I'm not that brilliant. You just gave me a problem and I provided, you know, a possible solution. Her daughter ultimately ended up doing that, opening her own business and is on the road doing it. It's it's like, to me, it was such an obvious answer, right? So, but I'm always think it's sales because that's I live and breathe that every day so just Mm -hmm. interesting all right so we're out of time but I want you to share one more quick tip for folks who are thinking of maybe doing podcasting to help their brands that you would offer that you got to do this and here's the reason why yeah, so if you're thinking about using podcasting to grow your brand I I mean my big tip is to just know that it's a long-term strategy uh, a lot of people think like, yeah. oh, podcasting is so hot. I'm going to get in. It's going to be great. I'm going to get all this, all these clients. I'm going to become a celebrity. And they get disappointed when six months later, nothing's happened. Mm. So you, you have to commit to it to the long term. You have to know that when you launch, you're not going to be very good. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to just continue, you know, changing and growing and, and getting better and just constantly improving, listening back to your episodes. I'm giving you way more tips than you asked for. But it's, a, <laughs> it's just a long-term strategy that people need to have some patience around. And, I, and you're right. You need to listen honestly and critique yourself and really be honest with what you need to change. I know I listened to mine, and it was painful, guys, in the beginning. It's painful to hear yourself, but then to hear, oh, I can't believe I said that, or why did I say it that way, or that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, get coached. I, my producer of Web Talk Radio, um, she coaches me. She's not so much anymore, but in the beginning, she coached me once a month. And I have to tell you, your expertise, because someone is really looking at you with a critical eye who's an expert at this, and I went up that learning curve rapid fire. Also, if you notice, Jessica said that she coaches people before they go on a podcast or if you need help with that as well. So it's another, here's again, if you don't know how to get coached, you have a resource right here from Jessica. So Mm -hmm. uh, go for it, you know, just go for it. All right, I want to just give Jess your uh, website. Uh, which is www.interviewconnectionsplural.com. And if you'd like to reach out to Jess directly, um, uh, wait, I have another one here. It's not your, it's another website, jessicarhodes.biz. What's that one? Yeah, that has my podcast and my blog and my videos. Basically, it's all my content. But if you cool. go to interviewconnections.com slash podcast, it'll take you right there. So that's just one Same URL thing. to remember. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will put both on the Web Talk Radio platform, guys. So you, I'll backlink it. You click, and it takes you right to Jess so you can reach out to her. Also, if you need my help or expertise in creating a better sales culture or helping your leadership team, uh, presentation skills, whatever it might be, please reach out to me directly to my personal email, which I answer. I don't have someone do that. And that's Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Again, I check it daily, so please reach out to me. Or if you want to be a guest on the show or if you're looking for additional information on a podcast, uh, please reach out to me as well. Uh, Jeff, thank you again for being just such a dynamic addition to my show and for providing a different way of approaching marketing, especially for folks like myself, old timers, um, you know, we, we were like, oh, we have to have a website, you know, and that was it. And there's so much more that needs to happen. We have to engage our, our clients before they actually become our clients. So thank you so much for, for your energy and for your 
inspiring words and ideas. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me again. My, truly my pleasure. Everyone, I, I appreciate you listening, and I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that it's so easy if we just put one foot in front of the other. You guys can do this. Uh, you've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful and inspired week. Go do a podcast. Been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time, baby.